Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Pistol. <laughs> you just feel like, yes, we've, the Lord is with us. You know, and that's what the psalmist said. He said, when the Lord is with me, I can leap over a wall. I can run against a troop. He said, he gives me hinds feet, feet like a deer. I can scale the mountains. God is with us. God is with us. Well, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I, I want to talk to you this morning about baptism, and the title of my message is actually a question, how important is baptism? We're getting ready to have a baptismal service, and I think it will help us and bless us and maybe answer some questions for some of us uh, if we look at the subject. How important is baptism? Do you know do you really know how important it is? Could you answer that question? Well, I, I did a uh, study on baptism about four years ago and really got excited. And I've gone back to that study uh, a number of times since then. But basically, I found ten reasons why we should be baptized. Ten reasons why baptism is such a, a big deal, a huge deal for us as Christians, and why it is so very important. Now, I'll give you those ten very quickly, and don't let that number scare you. It won't take me but a minute to do this. But first of all, it represents what happens in salvation. You see, baptism represents what actually takes place uh, spiritually to us when we meet the Lord Jesus Christ. In real salvation, I'm not talking about just going through the motions, but in real salvation, an old life ends and new life begins. An old life ends, we become dead to that old way of life, and we have a birth to a new way of life, and that's what baptism represents. Uh, buried with Christ in baptism, raised in the likeness of Christ to walk in newness of life. The second reason, it, it identifies us with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not just for us an old life is ended and a new life is beginning. Baptism recognizes that all of that is made possible because Jesus Christ himself died. Amen. He was buried and he was raised from the dead. It identifies with the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, it identifies us with the covenant family of faith. We could do an entire doctrinal study on this, but the Apostle Paul pulls circumcision out of the Old Testament and baptism out of the New Testament, brings them together, and basically teaches us that just as circumcision was a covenant sign of the family of faith in the Old Testament, baptism is a covenant sign for us in the New Testament. It's a birthmark, uh, if you please, and a wonderful one uh, at that. Number four, it shows obedience to the teachings of Christ. It's in the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 is the first scripture I'll share with you. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's part of the Great Commission. That's what we're told to do. 
I got news for you. Any church that's not reaching people for Christ and baptizing them and teaching them the way of the Lord, that church is not fulfilling the first and most important and great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are obeying Him when we baptize people. We're going to be obeying the great commission in a few moments when we go into the baptismal waters. Number five is similar to that. It shows submission to the teachings of Christ. You see, when we baptize people, we're obeying the Great Commission. But when people say, I'm ready to be baptized, I'm ready to do this, they are submitting to the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just got to tell you, there's something wrong with somebody who wants to follow Christ but will not submit to his most basic teachings. There's, there's just a, a serious problem there. Number six, it shows an unashamed willingness to follow Christ publicly. You know this as well as I do. Salvation is a personal experience. It's something between you and God. It's something that's deeply personal, deeply intimate between you and your Savior. And God deals with us in a special way. But listen, here's what God says. After you have that personal experience, you have to go public with it almost immediately. You have to be baptized. You have to go public, tell the whole world, what you're doing. Number seven, it identifies us with all the true believers of Christ going all the way back to John the Baptist. It is amazing. The church has changed throughout the centuries, but this one thing that Jesus saves and we're to be baptized, it's been the same for all people of all generations since the beginning of the church. Number eight, it shows we have put on Christ. It means that we're all in. It means that we're fully committed. It means that we're sold out. Have you ever heard the expression, he's in over his head? Well, that's not something you want people to say about you in any other capacity in life. But when it comes to Christianity, you want to be in over your head. I mean, you want to be so far in that it's, God, I'm depending completely and absolutely on you. And and it just means you've gone all the way uh, with the Lord. Number nine. It is the first step of obedience after salvation. Please, you need to hear this. Now, uh, if you got saved years ago, but you've not been baptized, you need to get that in order as quickly as possible. But the fact is, according to the teachings of the Bible, it's the first step of obedience after salvation. I'm going to give you some scriptures very quickly. Acts 2.41, Then those who gladly received His word were baptized, And that day about 3,000 souls were added to the church. Do you see it? They received the word. They got baptized. They received the word. They got baptized. Mark 16, 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. You believe and then you get baptized. And uh, you can just find dozens of these. Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What do you do? You repent, and then you get baptized. There's an order here. Galatians 3, 26 and 27 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You see, you uh, you become sons of God through faith, and then what do you do? You get baptized. That's the order. Acts twenty two sixteen says, Now, why are you waiting? By the way, this is the Apostle Paul's personal salvation testimony, if you read it in context. And the man of God is saying to him, immediately after he gets right with God, 
Now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. I think we are completely in our rights and standing on biblical authority when somebody gets saved to look at them and say, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? There is no reason for you to be waiting. If you have come to know Christ, then you need to be baptized. And then number 10 on the list, it is a bold and important testimony of faith that every Christian needs to make. Man, what a proclamation. And how important is this thing of baptism? If you've ever doubted the importance of baptism, then I want you to listen to Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. And it shows us, it tells us clearly how important baptism really is. There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Now man, that's quite a list, isn't it? There's one body of Christ. Just God has just one family. Friends, I, I want to tell you, the older I get, the more I dislike denominationalism. I'm not against denominationalism. If you want to call yourself a Methodist or a Baptist or a Pentecostal or a charismaniac, or <laughs> I think that's what they call us, so I thought I'd throw that in there. So you can call yourself anything you want to, but if you are holding on to a denominational label or tag that separates you from the family of faith, something is wrong. If you think your denomination makes you better, you're wrong. There's one body of Christ. There's one Holy Spirit. Friends, there are many spirits, but there's only one Holy Spirit. There's one hope. All the other ways are fraudulent, empty, disappointing. Just one way brings real hope. That's what that scripture says. I want you to leave that text up for a while. There's one Lord, just one Savior, one Redeemer, just one who can truly Lord and shepherd our lives. There's one faith, just one way of truth, one pathway that's true, one God, just one supreme being, one Father of all who is above all, not many gods, just one. All the others are false gods, one baptism, one baptism. Now, I want you to think about something. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. My question is, how did baptism get in that list? Man, those are some very important things, aren't they? One body of Christ. One Holy Spirit. One Lord and Savior. One God. How did baptism get in that list? Is baptism important enough to be in that list? There are some other things that are important. What about the Lord's Supper service? The Lord's Supper service is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Man, I love the Lord's Supper service. It's biblical. We should do it. But why isn't it in that list? There are many other things. Why are they not in this list? And why is baptism in this list? Well, here's the answer, friends. Because baptism is the sign. It is the symbol. It is the testimony that you have begun your journey and your walk with Christ, that your life has changed. You see, there's only one church, there's only one faith, there's only one Holy Spirit, there's only one Lord, there's only one baptism. There's one baptism. 
And that baptism is a testimony to the world that says to the world that you, you have committed your, yourself to Christ and you're going to live with Him and walk with Him and be faithful to Him. One baptism. I can't see your heart. You can't see my heart. There are times when I'm witnessing to people and I wish I could just open my chest and let them see my heart. To see what Christ has done in my heart. To see how He's changed me. I, I know you feel the same way when you're sharing that with someone. But people can't see your heart. But they can see you get baptized. They can see you baptized. And, and, and the reason it says that baptism enters that list is because baptism signifies that we are in the family. That we are in the covenant family of faith. Now, I, I want to tell you that there are those who will take this passage of Scripture and say that this is a scriptural basis for the fact that you can only be baptized one time. Now, you're not going to get in trouble, I promise you. Do you ever say that to the children? I want you to answer me, but you're not going to get in trouble now. (laughs) This is not a trap. If you've ever been baptized more than one time, I want you to hold your hand up all over the house. All right, yeah. By the way, my hand's up. I got, I got baptized in Smith Creek right here in Walcola County and I got baptized in the Jordan River. If I go, if I go back, I'll do it. Wait, no, I've been baptized three times. I got baptized twice in the Jordan River. So, but there are those who take this passage of scripture and say you can only be baptized one time. Friends, I want to tell you, this passage of scripture has nothing to do with how many times you get baptized. It's telling us that there's one baptism. There's one symbol. There's one sign. There's one sign of the covenant. You, let's say you've been baptized three times. And you don't know which one took. It doesn't matter. You did one thing three times. That's all that matters. You could get baptized ten times. It'd still be one thing. There's just one baptism. There's one sign. There's one symbol. There's one sign of the covenant that we are in the family. And that's baptism. And so so don't let anybody tell you you can't be baptized again. Because you're doing the one thing. Alright? Now, I want to encourage you. That if your baptism didn't take. If it didn't work. If it didn't change your life. If all you did was get wet. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Then I want to encourage you to stay on this one thing until you get it right if you have to do that one thing five times. You you see, real biblical baptism is an expression. It's a testimony to the world that an old life has ended That a new life has begun, 
Because you have met the source of life and He has given you new life and Jesus Christ now lives in your heart and you can't live the old life because you got the new life in you. Baptism is a symbol and a sign that says that your sins have been washed away. That your sins have been washed away. The burden of sin, the guilt of sin, the shame of sin, the condemnation of sin has been washed away and you are left free and clean. You're a new you. You're a new version of the old you. Now, all of that's gone. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done in my life. You don't know the evil. You don't know the ugly things that uh, I've done. Well, friends, welcome to the family. We're just a lot of broken, sinful, weak failures who realized by the grace of God that without Him we are lost, undone, broken, shamed, embarrassed. Then we have come to Christ. Who has cleansed us and washed us away. Washed our sins away. You you see, friends, listen. Somebody needs to hear this today. I'm positive because God put this on my heart. To be baptized and to continue to live the same old life you've always lived and be plagued with the same old sins you've always been plagued with means your baptism didn't work. It means the whole process that brought you to the baptism didn't work. I'm not saying you weren't sincere. I'm not saying you weren't genuine. I'm not saying you didn't mean business. I'm just saying you didn't get all the way to Christ who changes us completely. You didn't get all the way to Him. The Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. They've become new. You, you see, friends, if, if you got baptized and your life didn't change, you need to do that one most important thing again. You need to go back and be baptized again. But this time, make sure you get all the way to Christ. I, I, I'm frightened sometimes at the way we minister. I think sometimes we actually cut people off at the pass. I think there are people who are trying to get to Jesus and we just kind of confer salvation upon them before they get there and they get baptized and they find out they haven't been all the way to Christ. And, and we, 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 need to make, we need to make that right. Now friends, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about a noticeable change in your life where you know, and hopefully other people will know, that you can't continue living the way you used to live. That's what I'm talking about. Now, people ask all the time, how can I know that I'm saved? How can I know that I'm, I'm right with God? Friends, this is the way that you can know that your salvation is genuine and that you've had a genuine baptism. And that is, you are no longer the same person. You're not the same person anymore. Your lifestyle has changed. You can't live the same way you used to live. You don't talk like you used to talk. 
You don't do the things you used to do. I mean, who in their right mind gets up on a perfectly beautiful day and comes to church on Sunday morning and actually enjoys it? Somebody has had a radical change. That's, that's who does that. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm just talking about you know you've been changed. And by the way, when you do sin, when you do something wrong, when you make a mistake, it breaks your heart and you have to ask for forgiveness. You have to ask God to forgive you. Many times you have to go to others and ask them to forgive you. Why? Because you can't live without asking for forgiveness. It goes against everything that's in you. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about a spiritual experience followed by a physical experience that brings new life into you so that you cannot live the way you used to live. I was saved at 17 years old. And I, I, I people tell me all the time, one of the things they appreciate about me is my honesty from the pulpit. Well, I'm going to get real honest with you right here, friends. I was saved at 17, and I can't tell you how many mistakes I've made since I got baptized. Whew! We don't have that much time. I can't tell you how many times I've had to hit my knees and hit my face in repentance since I got baptized. I can't tell you how many times I've had to go to somebody and say, please forgive me. I was wrong. I can't tell you how many times I've had to do that. And I'm sure those experiences aren't over for me. But what I can tell you is when I was 17 years old, my wife and I went out into the baptismal waters in Smith Creek, Florida. And we were in Church Creek, I think it was, and they baptized us. And I stand before you today to tell you that my life changed at that baptismal service. The whole experience that led up to that baptism changed my life. It changed my lifestyle. It, it, it changed my friendships. I didn't have the same friends I used to have. By the way, hey, don't worry about this. Every now and then somebody say, I don't know if I can give my friends up. Don't worry about that. They'll give you up. They'll give you up. You get saved. You let Jesus live in your heart. You start talking about Jesus. You start talking about church. Every time one of your friends say something ugly, nasty, or vulgar, say, come on in, guys, we're going to pray over that. Let, let, me, let me share something with you. They'll either get right with God and follow you, or they'll get out of your life so quick you won't be able to... Hardly believe it. Don't worry about giving your friends up. Give your heart to Jesus. Let your friends make their own decision. That's what you need to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't think all that was in my notes. Bill messed me up. He's... he's it was his fault. He got up here and the anointing got on him. And I'm going to ask you a question. When you got baptized, I'm not asking you, have you made mistakes? 
Have you had to repent or ask others to forgive you? But I'm asking you, when you got baptized, did it mark a new beginning in your life? And if it didn't, then I don't care how many times you've been baptized, you need to be baptized again. You, you need to say, hey, there's only one body of Christ. There's only one Lord. Only one Holy Spirit. Only one faith. Only one hope. Only one God. And there's one baptism. And I'm going to do it until I get it right. I hear preachers making fun of people who get baptized uh, so many times that you know, their skin shrivels up or something. I don't care. The Bible says make all diligence. Give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. Do whatever it takes to make sure you're right with God. I'm asking you, if your life didn't change, then don't count on a baptism. I've had people, honestly, I've had people who got baptized, I baptized them, who never came back to a worship service. Now listen to this. Think about this. They never came back to a worship service. They're gone for 10 years. They're living in sin. They're living like the world. Not one, not one evidence of salvation. And then 10 years later, they come back into the church and they get right with God. And I say, you need to be baptized. And they say, oh, I got baptized 10 years ago. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You went through the motions. You didn't get baptized. Salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ that washes your sins away, that makes you a new creature in Christ with all things passed away and behold, all things becoming new. Going down into the baptismal waters and coming up a new creature in Christ to walk in newness of life brings forth a change in your life. We have a little saying in this church. It's part of our basic statement of beliefs. Genuine salvation equals a changed life. And that's the easiest way to understand it. Hey, we have some folks here today who have made that commitment. They've received Christ and they will be baptized today. And I'd like for those individuals to join me on stage just for a moment. Come and, come and stand with me here. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.